it will be pretty nice entrance to anybody living in the south part uh, of the city, uh, which I happen to be. So, uh, you know, for people like me coming from Tel Aviv, uh, it will be easier to go into the city, into the south part of the city. So that's the good part, and that's really the way it was planned. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if in the afternoon we try to go in the other way, <laughs> to go from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv, uh, it will actually only compound the problem. Really. Now, I understand that uh, when when cities are planning their roads, it's good to have a ring road around the city. And isn't this part of the uh, the ring road of Jerusalem? So that should help? Uh, no, it is not. Hmm. Uh, there was a planned uh, western uh, ring road, which was supposed to go from around the same area towards the Hadassah Hospital, but this is not it. That's, that's a different story, and it's a much more problematic road in terms of its environmental effects. Um, so Road 16 is a, um, is a radial route. That is, it, it goes into the city. In this case, while uh, the usual Road 1 uh, goes to the center, Road uh, uh, 16, uh, which is Emek uh, Razim, goes to the north, so Road 16 goes to the south. However, as I, as I mentioned, uh, all that is good coming into Jerusalem. The problem is compounded when you go out of Jerusalem. As you know, there's a morning peak of move, going into Jerusalem, so mm-hmm. it will help in the morning peak. But in the afternoon peak, the afternoon peak goes in the other way, going from Jerusalem outwards. And what you will have, you will, everything will bottle up into the uh, tunnel under the castle. Really? Uh, because uh, the tunnel is, is three lanes, uh, and then you have today already from Emek Arazim, you have two roads combining with two lanes coming, two lanes coming uh, from Emek Arazim, two lanes from uh, the entrance. Uh, there were three, it doesn't matter, but you have essentially, uh, they're merging into three lanes, and now you'll bring in another two lanes into that. So you'll have five lanes emerging into two la- into three lanes inside a tunnel. That means a bottleneck. Well, one of the things I also heard criticized about this road was there's nothing made for public transportation. Yep, uh, that's true. I mean, this road is built on the premise that, you know, we're trying to serve everything with uh, private uh, transportation. It's uh, utterly for private transportation. Um, if you talk about, uh, you know, we're trying to shift uh, the mode share, that's how it's called, Mm-hmm. Uh, towards public transport, i.e. rail, buses, and so on, then you need to give them priority. So, um, I mean, the rail, so we have the rail from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv. Now, it's for somebody like me from the south of the city. Now I can go faster, uh, so maybe I don't need to go to take the train, which, you know, requires changes and so on. You have to park, you have to or take, you know, the light rail to the train and then from the train. So there's a lot of transfers which are costly. And now I uh, help, you know, uh, reduce the time and cost for uh, private transport. But uh, one must remember that uh, still a major part of the public transport is actually buses. The vast majority of uh, public transport users are using the bus. And uh, buses... Are, will be congested the same as everybody else. So, uh, so you need to give them uh, special rides, special lanes, mm-hmm. uh, if you want. So again, they do have a special lane going into Jerusalem, 
and now also part of the way outside in Jerusalem, but not in this most critical part. Where they all Which merge is, uh, together. So, but but yeah. one of the things I understand is that when you plan a city, you need to have a city that doesn't allow to have uh, people enter by car is going to die. It needs to have new roads being built and, and more access to by cars. So, in a way, this is yeah. keeping the city alive. That's not uh, true. Uh, I mean, if you take a city like Vienna, mm-hmm. uh, then essentially the center of the city, there's very little cars there, if at all. So uh, you're trying actually to keep the cars outside your, with park and ride and so on. You cannot have a livable city with high level of uh, urban living, which will have all the cars coming in. Mm-hmm. You have to keep the cars out and have people switch. I mean, a good urban life if you think about, you know, the good urban places, we think about, you know, think about Paris, think about Vienna, think about Barcelona, etc. You're thinking actually of walking. Also, if you, you know, people want to be in Tel Aviv. In Tel Aviv, kind of the most, uh, uh, the best places are the places where you walk. I mean, people go to Nevet Tzedek. Uh, you don't drive in Nevet Tzedek. Uh, you walk. And in and, and real urban environment is where you walk and you interact with people and it's not uh, people sitting in in cars, each one in their own car, air-conditioned car, in little boxes. That's not a good urban living. So actually, in order to have a good urban living and a viable and a dynamic city, you have to pe- get people out of their cars and, and get them to walk and to cycle and so on, uh, to have uh, unstructured face-to-face interactions. That's the real meaning of urbanity. Well, to see something positive, you can also say, you know, new roads being built, and it's ahead of schedule. I mean, this is unusual in Israel. That's very unusual. So, so yeah, so, so no, that's, I mean, in terms of the engineering uh, per se and, you know, managing the work, you know, that's fine. Uh, so they did a good work uh, job in, uh, in terms of the engineering and so on. But that's not the question. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, the real issue is how many roads should be built, where should we build them, uh, how should we balance roads and public transport? How can we get people out of their cars and moving in uh, other modes? Uh, these are the real tough questions, especially as we're densifying our cities. I mean, uh, we're increasing the densities tremendously. Uh, we're uh, talking and moving uh, increasingly towards urban renewal. You can't have that all based on cars. So, so bringing just uh, more cars faster into the city uh, what happens once they get in? I mean, you have to people get the people out of the cars. Um, so they have some sort of park and ride in Yogyakarta, but actually the better way is to have the park and ride outside the city. For example, think about the uh, fast lane into Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. I mean, you leave the car just uh, not far from Ben Gurion Airport, and from there you have the shuttle in. That's working perfectly. I mean, you see now that they're building another, you know, another floor there for, for parking because people are leaving their car outside of the city and are coming into the city uh, on the shuttles. Well, maybe because uh, of Jerusalem's that geography of, that it's so hilly and, and mountainous, it's not able to do something. Well, like uh, maybe, uh, I don't you know, you could have planned it. You know, if you would, if people would have left their cars in the Mevaseret area mm-hmm. uh, and moved in from there, that would have made a lot of sense uh, in order to get the people in from there by, by public transport rather than bringing them in and then trying to convince them to leave the car and move 
by some other mode, uh, the further you do it from the city, the better, uh, because you reduce really the congestion in the city. Um, so, so I mean, so road 16 does have a benefit of moving people in, but what happens when they're in, what happens uh, when they want to get out, how do you convince them to shift mode, all these questions are left open.